Welcome back to another episode of Buzz with Buzz. This is Kurt coming back at you with another uh, sequel, intro, dildo, magnification process. Uh, today I am joined by the Harpoon Brewing Company's Camp Wanamango. Uh, I don't know if that's some kind of spinoff of an old 80s movie, but it sounds kind of similar to one. Uh, the Harpoon Camp Wanamango is a seasonal beer. Uh, it only comes around summer, so get it while it's hot or cold. You know, however you like to drink it. Uh, Harpoon Brewing Company's uh, Pale Ale. It's a pale ale with mango. The alcohol percentage is 5%. And it's got 22 IBUs, so it's pretty soft on the palate. A little soft in flavor. Um, and it got an A3 on uh, Beer Advocate, so I guess we'll find out to see if it's really worth the score it was given. I mean, it can't be worse than like a 50%, so I guess, you know, let it be. Ooh. It's nice. It's it's crisp. It's definitely a good, a good pail. Uh... The mango kind of hits you in the back end where it's like you kind of swallow and you get over it and you're kind of past it. And then the mango kind of comes into the back end to tickle the back of your tongue, kind of hold it in like a judo chop force grip to where you can kind of taste it a little bit, but not entirely. Um, it's, all, it's all around pretty good. It's, it's very crisp. It's not some, you know, it's very heavy on the palate so you could drink this while you're Having a good Sunday brunch, maybe eating some chicken and waffles. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a fiend for some chicken and waffles, let me tell you. Um, I know my definite brunch favorite is uh, either chicken and waffles or um, like giant egg tacos with chorizo and everything. Oh, tell you what, man, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and it's definitely the best one no matter what you think. Um, you know, there's, I mean, yeah, steak and, you know, lobster and all that, that's great, that's fancy, but, like, everyday breakfast, like, some cocoa pebbles or waffles are, um, personal favorite of mine, like, you can never deny that Waffle House is definitely a staple of the American diet. Every person and their mom is at one point eating at a Waffle House and had a good experience. Now, the people there aren't great, you know, you kind of have your... Your, you, you see the people around now, uh, you you know if like you get to a Waffle House and it's like 6 o'clock in the morning and the sun hasn't even come out yet and you see this old black dude just sitting outside smoking a cigarette, you know you you struck gold, you're about to have the best breakfast you've ever had in a while. And uh, it's definitely uh, one of my favorite things to, to go out and do, especially like if I've got an early morning like you know how if you go to sleep at like 9 o'clock at night and you end up waking up at like 5 o'clock in the morning, can't fall back asleep, and so either you have a choice there. You can either go back to sleep or you can get up and go on with your day and get ready and everything. Use that time to go and get yourself a breakfast because, you know, you're waking up early. You might as well make the most of it. And so... That's why um, Denny's isn't great. I mean, Denny's is okay. It's not. It's definitely not uh, up to Waffle House standards in terms of like how it is and how like the food is. Because I mean, last time I went to a Denny's, I was actually really disappointed because <laughs> it was early in the morning, so there was nobody there, and the service was fine. The coffee tasted fine. 
but I was eating, um, I was trying to be healthy and I got eggs, like these egg whites mixed with like some kind of vegetables and, uh, like a little bowl of fruit and with the bowl of fruit came a little protein twist where I was going through the fruit, eating the little strawberries and everything. And I found a dead fly stuck in like attached to a piece of cantaloupe I was about to eat. And so I didn't freak out. Usually people who would find that would freak the fuck out finding a fly attached to their fruits. But I held my composure my composure pretty well. I um, definitely held it together. But I, I brought it up to the person who was serving me, and she brought it up to an adult. And for those that don't know, I call an adult anyone that's considered a manager, like you got a day job and everybody even it doesn't matter if like the one of your coworkers is 65 years old and you know she's at the same echelon as you and there's a manager then the person who's a manager is the adult and at least that's that's just what i call them because i don't know it's kind of funny especially whenever there's people that are like twice your age and you're like oh yeah we probably need to tell an adult and they're the oldest people in the fucking company um i don't know it's just kind of funny but yeah she's uh brought up to the manager and they're like oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> she just walked off. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I didn't really care because, it, I mean, I enjoyed the rest of my meal. It was just this fruit, and I didn't even want the rest of the fruit anyways. But it was still the the fact of, like, someone just, oh, yeah, sorry you found a dead bug in your food. Like, it's whatever. Go on about your business, sir. Thank you. And so um, whenever... Basically, just I didn't want to cause it, make a big scene because I mean it was six o'clock in the morning. I was tired as fuck, anyways, and so they were lucky I had a conversation with them about the bug, at, in the first place. And so, um, when it came down to it, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't know, feel like dealing with this this early in the morning. Maybe if it was like six o'clock at night, and I was out at a restaurant, and I found like a little earwig in my avocado whatever or my asparagus yeah i'd probably raise hell be like listen bitch i'm not paying for this asparagus i'm actually gonna i'm gonna call animal cruelty on you for killing a bug um i don't know like in the morning i'm just not a morning person like anyone that knows me knows not to talk to me before like 10 or at least before i get a cup of coffee or two or even six in some cases um I don't know how anyone is a morning person. I remember when I was like a little kid, I used to piss my mom off because I was such a, I was such a peppy little shit in the morning. It'd be like six o'clock and I'd be bouncing off the walls after eating a bunch of, um, frosted flakes or whatever I was eating at the time or Lucky Charms. Cause you know, like as a kid eating Lucky Charms was, it was like a mission and a mission that needed to be accomplished to where you didn't really want the the like the wheat oat pieces whatever they're made out of the the bread pieces all you really wanted was the marshmallows and so i, I don't know if i if if you did this too just let me know in the comments but um whenever i would go to eat these lucky charms i would eat all the bread pieces like no matter what i would i would no marshmallow would go unturned trying to find these fucking bread pieces because I wanted to get them all out of the way so I can just shove giant spoonfuls of marshmallows in my face. And it got even better whenever uh, they started packing twice as many marshmallows into it because the kids of America weren't fat enough as it is. And uh, it was just like, there's nothing like shoving like a fistful 
basically of marshmallows into your face that are kind of moist with milk. Mama's <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Uh, but that brings us uh, to our ne- to our next segment, uh, the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. Now, uh, it took a little bit to find one that was kind of interesting, but I, I figured it was actually kind of cool to find something that's so relevant to everyone's lives. I know I've experienced this before in my life, especially whenever I was in my younger days, to where when it came to partying, nobody gave a shit. But my question to you is, what do you think party sludge is? Now, if you want to pause it, you can. Take a thought. Get it in your head. Get it nice and centered. All right. So, party sludge, it's a noun, if you didn't know. And it's the mixture of spilled booze, puke, urine, dirt, and sweat that accumulates on the floor during a party in any frat house or dank basement. I don't know what a dank basement is. I guess it'll be on next week's show. I can assume, like, I don't know. We don't have basements here in Texas, so I don't think uh, we're going to have too many uh, basement parties, but I think that would be badass if we did. I, I think if... I wish we had basements here so we could have parties in them. I think that would have saved us a lot of trouble as kids. You know, your parents just have a giant basement downstairs you can throw mad ragers in to where you don't have to worry about the neighbors calling the cops because you're underground, technically. Now that would be a fucking dream. Everybody up north who has basements in your house, you got a lucky. Remember that. Because I know I used to visit my cousin in Kentucky, and, you know, they had, like, a normal, like, two-story house upstairs, and you go up to the top floor, and there's all the bedrooms, and it's all nice and fancy, and then you go into the kitchen and living room, and everything's all nice, preserved, and good-looking, and the entranceway for all the common folk, and then you go downstairs into the basement. Now, the basement is where a lot of mad throwdowns went down, because my cousins and I, we used to be crazy about fucking Star Wars and playing with lightsabers and just beating the living shit out of each other, almost relentlessly, and uh, we used to do that. We used to play uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee all the time on the GameCube, a little throwback for you. Um... But a lot of crazy shit went on down there, and I remember um, whenever I lived out there, uh, like we'd just spend hours and hours at night till almost like five o'clock in the morning, just playing different games, playing you know Metroid, all those all those fun and exciting times that when you were a kid, and uh, we used to play like in the like darkness hide and seek, which wouldn't be possible in like any other house because you can kind of see through a house with like street lights and everything, but down in the basement it's like pitch black and you gotta find the other person in darkness without you know using any flashlights or anything and it was it would get pretty intense like you <laughs> except unless somebody got like uh unless you didn't see somebody and you just stepped on their rib cage and then like shit would kind of end there but at the same time it was still a blast and you know i hope one day i'll move up north and have a nice basement where i can have a you know, friends over and everything, because I don't expect to get married anytime soon. Um, that's uh, definite for sure. <laughs> um, and if so, I mean, I'll still have that basement turned into, like, a, a little man cave. But, I mean, honestly, nothing really amounts to the, the man cave that my dad has. God, that thing is impressive. Like, all right, so let me let me just paint this pretty little picture for you of uh, – how how intense my father well i mean i've helped throughout the years but this dude has put so much work into this shithole property that he bought out in the middle of nowhere in blue ridge texas now i don't know if you know where that is 
But if you know where Dallas is, uh, go up north to McKinney and then go past McKinney up north a little bit more up to Melissa and then go east and you'll hit Blue Ridge at some point. I won't tell you when, just like I don't want you out there finding my family, you know. I mean, and so let's just say whenever we first, whenever he first bought the property, I think I was like 17 or 18, I can't remember, but you could barely pull one vehicle into this little driveway. It wasn't even a driveway. It was like literally just a gate, like a fence that you pull open and you can barely pull into the front entrance of like the property line. And so he spent months and months and years mowing that shit down, cutting everything down. And then um, after working for a bit, like getting all the brush and everything out of the way, he sent me and our good friend Jesus out there to the middle of the fucking woods. And he marked every tree that he wanted to cut down. And so we just started cutting trees down with a chainsaw. Spent the entire day on like a Saturday cutting these trees down. And then cutting them up and dragging them down into the... Uh, into the pond or the the pond that was going to be a pond it was empty at the time but we would drag them down in there and light them on fire and it was just it was like the manliest thing i've done ever in my entire life is just spend an entire saturday out there drinking beer cutting down trees and being a man you know I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that um but yeah it was so long ago and then we ended up spending the night out there that saturday and I didn't bring a tent because I was like, oh, fuck it. We don't need a tent. We've got a tent out there already. Like, we'll have it all covered. When we get out there, all there is is a little pop-up gazebo, which is uh, not quite as qualified as a tent, but we ended up reconfiguring it to where we lowered one end down all the way to basically cover the bed of my truck like a canopy, which now you think, like, yeah, that's a great idea. It'll keep the rain off you. No, the rain wasn't a concern. It was the fact that I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning with more mosquito bites than I had, you know, freckles on my pale-ass skin. And so, after getting about 140 fucking mosquito bites, I was going to get out of the truck, and then I heard these fucking, these hogs down on the ground scurrying about, you know, trying to, like, they smelled something, which I can either assume is, like, my piss or a marshmallow we were, you know, throwing around. But I was like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm just gonna stay back here. I'll, I'll cover up, especially make sure no mosquitoes can get to me. It'll be fine. But, I mean, after he, after cutting down a bunch of those trees, my dad got a house out there. Yeah, like a little one of the, no, I wouldn't call it a mobile home. It's like one of those double wide, like split homes where you can move them it's not you know i wouldn't say it's mobile but you can definitely move them and put them somewhere else and so he built that out there and he got like a couple of trailers uh, not trailers like little um like 18 wheeler trailers where you can keep a bunch of shit in them and he started this project of building like this man cave whenever i was still in the military and he just started working on it, and then like one year later, I come home. And it's like this giant two-story like frame building. Like, is because they didn't have the second floor set up yet or anything like that. It was literally just one big tall building. And so I was like, "Damn, this is this is really cool." You know, whatever. All right, later. I'll, and I left for another year, and I get back the a year later, and they've got you know an upstairs stairs entire workshop. Uh, patio 
all this kind of crazy shit. And I was like, dude, why? You're like 50-something years old. How are you working so hard? I, I get home from work, and I just want to lay down in bed. The fact that I have enough willpower to, you know, I lay down for a second. I'm a, dun- a goner. But the fact that I have enough willpower to look at my bed and be like, no, nah, it's not time yet. We'll, we'll go on about the day. Is impressive on my part. But that man will just put in hours and hours of work after he's already gotten off work. And so <laughs> it's now gotten to this point to where he's got the, his pond is full. He's got all this like land, you know, torn down to where, you know, it's trees every so here, not just a massive field of just brush and shit. To where you can actually walk around and he's got like a shitload of goats, a giant, you know, fence going around it and then llamas and then an even bigger fence around that fence. And so it's just, it's just something like that's kind of come about the few years and I was sitting there and I saw that he had a hammock laid out over this porch that I helped him build. Or it's like a dock going over the pond, which is, it's not like anything crazy or special, but it, it was something that I helped him build. And I... Uh, he had a hammock put up over the over the dock, and so it was, it was kind of interesting. So I went over and sat on it and laid down, and I passed out for, like, good 20 minutes. And I woke up, and a, a mosquito was biting me on the arm. I was like, oh, shit. I got to get up. As, as comfortable as I was, I knew I had to get up off my ass. And, um, you know, so the, after, after this weekend, after I... Uh, after Saturday, after leaving my father's house, we had, we went and had lunch and everything. It was it was a pretty good day, and uh, obviously my little brother was having to show off with the PlayStation VR, which is actually really cool. Like I I would imagine like how people talk about it. It's not it's not the coolest experience, but I was in there playing this game where you play as a uh, like a Russian or English mob member, and you somehow betrayed him, and you're going through the steps of what happened on this heist. And as I was going through, I was like, this is really cool. I'm sitting here shooting guys out of trucks, looking back and forth, shooting people out of the, off their motorcycles. It was, it was a really interesting experience. And then, like, even the horror shit, like, the, and it was, like, old because it was for Resident Evil 7 before it even came out. But it was the kitchen trailer for just for VR that I was playing it. And that scared the piss out of me. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like, um... I'm not a big fan of horror games as it is, but the fact that that game um, was just a trailer and scared me like it did was intense. <laughs> so is is a really cool experience. I, I'll admit that PlayStation VR, even though it's not quite, I mean it's a it's a cool thing, but I wouldn't put that much money into it right now just because I'm I'm more excited about augmented reality than virtual reality at this point. Um, because I'd much rather, you know, be walking down the street and see ads that are, you know, hologrammed onto like my glasses than, you know, being able to go to a virtual world, which is, would be badass if you can go, you know, like a full dive system where it takes your consciousness and puts it into a game or whatever. But that's, you know, that's a lot further off in the future. So as of right now, augmented reality is really what, uh, we have to look forward to hopefully in the near future. I know with Google glass and everything, it's, it's it's they're trying to make it work and you know we can only hope they get so far uh but anyways everybody i'm uh gonna be right back y'all be sure to stay tuned for the rest of the show
welcome back to the show, everybody. I just, uh, I just, I'm so glad to see you guys. Even though I'm not seeing you, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling your presence. I'm just kind of, I don't believe in all the, uh, the whole vibe thing. I don't know why. It's just, I know it's all the rage. Everyone's all about spreading positive vibes and vibrations. I guess that's what it's short for feelings. Everyone's always concerned about their feeling. That's uh, that's one thing I don't understand about. It's kind of confusing about my generation, especially. Everyone's so deep in their feelings. Like, they're supposed to be a part of us that the world doesn't see, and that's that's just part of what I believe in. Um, I think that, you know, there should be a part that the world doesn't see where you don't just you know put all your shit out in the air. It's kind of like what goes back to saying like don't put all of your you know personal business out on Facebook. That's what a lot of people do. And I get it, like, you know, it's a place to vent, and, like, you can take the whole opinion of, you know, this is my page, if you don't want to read it, you know, then unfriend me, but at the same time, like, you don't really want to push people away just because you want to bitch about, you know, on Facebook about something that doesn't even, that, like, two days from now, you're not going to even give a shit about, so that's just <laughs> my two cents, um, about vibes, um, which is kind of weird, it's kind of like a... I've always related to like kind of like a stoner idea outlook on life. Like you don't really see what's really going on in the world around you, and that's what you got to realize is that um, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. But uh, on to a more positive note, uh, I had a question asked to me earlier this week because I was talking about the Beauty and the Be- Beast, um, going to see that on the last podcast, and so. Uh, I was actually asked what my favorite Disney movie was, and you know, whenever it came to, came down to like thinking about it, it's it's actually a lot harder of a decision than you think. I know like Frozen and Tangled and all that aren't on my list. I mean, Brave was Brave was a really good one. It had the ginger chick who went and she was brave and she could shoot an arrow really well. Um, I don't think How to Train Your Dragons is. It's, I think that's a DreamWorks movie. Um, but I didn't care for those either just because they're kind of corny in the sense that, you know, just like, I don't know, it's, it's a very, it's, I, I understand that kids like it. It's just not a, I'm not a fan of it to this day and it kind of came out too late for me to like it. Um, but whenever I think of people asking me about like, you know, actual, like my favorite Disney movies, I, I actually just revert back to like, you know, it's only going to be like the original ones like Beauty and the Beast Sleeping Beauty, which was, I don't, I think that was Disney, um, Tarzan, which I, I heard, uh, Rosie O'Donnell was absolutely horrible in the movie Tarzan, uh, no, the, <laughs> the movie was pretty funny, um, definitely had like a, it had a nice touch to it, I, it's definitely not my favorite, just because, um, not because of anything that the movie did, just because of my personal preference of what, I found that I like about something a lot more, and so I definitely have to say that my, I guess I'll quit, you know, dodging the fact that my favorite has got to be Hercules, Uh, just because it's, it's a musical, which I know most, you know, Disney movies are musicals, actually I think 100% of them are, Um, if there isn't one, I'll definitely have to look that up, um, but I'm pretty sure all the Disney movies are musicals. But the fact that, like, you see, like, a transition and, you know, a resolution to it all, it's all, you know, it's a very well-written, 
cartoon and you kind of see the person grow up as an adult from a baby. And personally, one day I really hope to be him. I mean, I'm not as strong, but as cool with like the fancy like superhero hair. You know, that would definitely uh, score one with the ladies, you know what I mean? Um, but <laughs> that's just my two cents. If you, if you want to put your put your favorite down in the comments, and I'll tell you if you're wrong or right and see um, what your thoughts are. Now, movies like Pocahontas and The Hunchback of Notre Dame, those aren't, like, very substantial in my mind just because The Hunchback of Notre Dame is kind of iffy. Um, I don't really remember it, and it wasn't there if it wasn't very prominent in my memory and isn't to this day, then I guess it, you know, wasn't really that important. Um, you know, I get it. Pokemon, Poke, <laughs> Pokemon's my favorite Disney movie. Um, actually, no, onto like Pokemon movies after. So they had the, the Lugia movie. Um, they had the first one with like Mew and Mewtwo, but the, the Pokemon movie with Lugia was really, it was really good. Not as good as the first one. And then they had the... I think the next one was with the three legendary dogs, like Entei and all that bullshit. That was, like, on the verge of, like, a little bit too much. And and then um, it went on to the one after that with Celebi, where this poacher was trying to hunt him down. And that, that kind of crossed over the line a little bit. But I still ended up watching it. I think I watched that at a... Uh, I can't remember where I watched it. it. Was I know it was at a, like a really really small like ghetto movie theater. I think I was living in Kentucky at the time. I know I was a little pup, but um, I know the 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 movie theater that I watched it was a piece of shit. And so maybe that might have had an effect on it. I mean, I have I was sticking to the floor and it was the matinee showing, so it was like the earliest showing of the day I think. And uh, that's that's not the point. The movie was a little bit too much, and then it got on to like more and more and more progressive bullshit. Toward now, it's just I think. The new Pokemon movies are just straight to DVD or Netflix, you know, whatever kind of deal they worked out. Um, but yeah, I think they definitely took that and ran with it. And I guess I'm kind of like an old school, you know, snob type of person when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, just because they were better back in the day. Like the first three, for the first three sets were definitely the better, best ones. I don't know what the fuck they did with the the most recent ones, but that's not any of my business i'm just a, a simple consumer don't get me wrong i still bought the newest games like black and white and uh, x and y I actually bought y because i wanted um evolto i think that was his name the the bird guy i could i could be wrong it's been a while it's been a few years um or maybe i'm just getting old you know 22 i'm about to be 23 in july like might as well go ahead and write my will up, you know, see what's going on with my 401k. It's non-existent, but I'm still hopeful that maybe somebody started one for me a couple of years ago. Um, but <laughs> I guess we'll find out when the day comes, right? Um, so I had kind of an interesting debacle this past weekend. I uh, This past Friday, I was kind of in a difficult situation because, like, I was at a, a friend's birthday dinner, so... You know, you have those old group of friends that you don't really like to hang around. You see them, like, once in a very rare blue moon. And then they invited me to a Red Lobster right by my apartment for a friend's birthday dinner. And I was like, all right, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll go just because, um, you know, why not? 
And so I went. Had horrible fucking service at Red Lobster, dude. This one over in Plano, you you got to step your shit up, dude. Like, I get it that there's, you know, a certain judgment that goes into serving people, but that's no excuse. Come on. I mean, I get it. We didn't, like, dress the part. We didn't look like some mid-40-year-old dude that hates his family, but it brings them in there anyways just to stuff their fat fucking faces with cheddar biscuits. Um, But they would just, it was like, no shit. Like, okay, so we got there, like, 8.15 is when we got to the to the Red Lobster, and... Um, by the time we got to the, our food and ate, stuffed our faces, got our checks paid, I think it was almost 11 o'clock at night, which is just fucking ridiculous. Going out to dinner should not be a three-hour process. And I get it, we were drinking. Well, they were, but I wasn't. Um, but that's still not the fucking point, the fact that it took that long to get our food to where I was having to stuff my face with cheddar biscuits till I could barely even eat my meal. That's absurd. No, I mean, I get it, like, it's not hard to, you know, fill you, yourself to the brim with cheddar biscuits. I mean, that's that's the easiest thing I've ever done in my entire life, honestly. Um, but still, that's that was just ridiculous. So, Red Lobster, you gotta, you gotta step your shit up. Um, they always keep your people in check. Or at least make them give a shit somehow, I don't know. So... After, well, while I was at Red Lobster, I got proposed to me to go to a country dancing bar called Con- or Cowboys Red River, which I've never been. Like, I've been there a couple times, but I never really had fun um, just because I'm not a dancer. I don't, uh, I don't uh, country dance. I'm just not, uh, I'm not gifted at it. It's, it's kind of weird. You got to kind of get used to it. I'm not a fan uh, just because it's out of my comfort zone. Like for everyone that knows me, like. I mean, I might go out to my dad's and help wrangle goats and fucking, you know, catch chickens and chase them and be the old chicken chaser and feed the ducks and throw shit at the pigs. Not actual human feces or any type of feces for that matter, but actual, like, food and slop to them and help them, like, you know, take the goats back and do all that kind of shit, help them build barns, but I am not country at all. (laughs) Or at least the stereotypical country. Like, I'll, I'm all down for getting down and dirty and, you know, getting a good day's work done down at the farm. But I'm not going to hang out at country bars and dance with these same women that expect you to ride a big old truck. I mean, I ride a, I drive in a small black Kia. Probably the smallest Kia they make. It's, it's really, really quite impressive how small it is, but how many people I can fit in there. Or at least I can fit all my stuff in there. Whenever I go grocery shopping, that's really all that matters. But, um, so we went to this country bar, and I was like, originally just gonna wear like a pair of joggers and some like little, uh, dress boots, you know, kind of, I wouldn't fit in at all. But then I was like, nah, fucking all. I might as well throw on like my pair of jeans and the cowboy boots that I've got. And, uh, so I went, got picked up. Fortunately, I didn't have to drive, even though I wasn't drinking at all. Like, I hadn't drink anything it just didn't feel like driving anywhere especially not whenever like I'm, my apartment's on the way there and so I got picked up and we went down there and as soon as I walked in I instantly thought I was like damn I wish I was back home wish I was just chilling in bed this would be perfect but I was there and so I just had to embrace it everyone was you know having a good time and the couple were with Trey and Ashley shout out to y'all <laughs> they were dancing and you know, me and Garrett were just hanging out by the bar, you know, just relaxing. And then 
I uh, got a wild hair up my ass eventually at the night because I saw this you know attractive young blonde woman. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go up and ask her to dance. And then I thought about it, I was like, nah, your friend's there. And somebody walked up to her friend and got her to dance. So I was like, all right, fuck it, I got to do it. And so as soon as I went up and I was walking with her, I was like, I really just fucked up. <laughs> okay. It was it was intensely uh, like, whoa, got a little bit over my head there. But um, I, carried, I you know, brought her out on the dance floor. We started doing the little two-stepping thing. And... Uh, I'll admit I'm not impressed with myself. <laughs> I try to do like little things that I've been taught over the years, and never nothing ever actually worked out. It's like at one point I like brought her in with too much force to where her head hit me in the side of the head, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is already ruined." And then you know, as we were taught, as we we're you know, I guess fancy walking, I got her name and everything, and um, it was cool. But it was still like I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm I'm leaving. I'm done dancing this bullshit forever. Um, I'm over it. It's it, that's fine. I've had enough. And uh, you know, we parted ways, and that's kind of you know the end of it, where we just kind of hung out and then left, and all was right in the world. But you know, I just had a kind of a thought because. I got, yeah, I could have gotten her number and everything like that, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't like hanging out at country bars and shit like that, and so if I were to date someone that was interested in that, it just wouldn't work out, because they'd be like, oh, let's go to Cowboys Red River, and I'd be like, yeah, fuck that, dude. It's, you know, there's so much better stuff to be doing tonight, like, we can go, you know, do some cool shit downtown or whatever, I just don't want to go hang out and listen to country music blasting me in the fucking head like a tambourine. You know, but that's just me. But it kind of like it kind of brought me to the question because like if I'm not drunk or drinking, I kind of lost that confidence, or at least that uh, that uh, what what's the word I'm thinking of? That outward like being you know more social than I than I usually am. Like cause usually whenever I drink and I get drunk, I'm like a very sociable person, and I'm very extroverted. And but like whenever I'm sober, it's it's like very introversive, and I don't really know how to like approach people. I mean, I granted I can like be funny and like make up you know neat little jokes and shit, and say some pretty messed up stuff to probably the wrong people, but that's still not the point. Is that um, I don't really know how to you know go up and whenever you're sober, you kind of lose that like oh you're you're kind of used to being able to you know just be the drunk guy and be like yo what's up let me get your number what's up girl and uh <laughs> granted i've never actually done that just gone up to a woman and be like yo little bitch let me get your number <laughs> that's not a that's that's not me either um but i was like how do you just go up and like talk to a woman if she's drunk because if she's drunk and then you get her number then i mean obviously like someone's on the the odd end there because i mean if you're if you're both drunk there's like an equal respect now i'm not saying like if you go and pick her up and like go have sex with her, that's totally not you know a thing when you're both drunk but like to be flirting with someone who's drunk when you're sober that's kind of an interesting thing to me is because like you know you're not really seeing them but at the same time you're not really as on their level so you might be kind of misconstrued i don't know that's that's kind of just the uh interesting thing it was but um yeah i just realized that country bars aren't for me and i'll never two-step again now if um 
if you ever see me there, don't don't be afraid to come say hi. But it's just not a uh, usual scene for me. Uh, but uh, anyways, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay hustling. Keep kicking ass. Same old, same old. I hope everyone has a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I know I'm going down to uh, float the river with a couple of buds and uh, probably going to drink a few Keystones just for fun. And uh, y'all stay safe and stay frothy, ladies and gents. You know I love you.